Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 3. This week, we're going to be breaking down NFL Week 2 with Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. We got the Cowboys winning the first game of the season. And we got our most impressive and most disappointing performances of the week. So thank you all for tuning in. Stay tuned and hope you guys enjoy the show. What is going on, guys? How are y'all doing today? Kenny's back on the show after uh, Sloke filled in from last week. I'm doing good, bro. How you doing? I'm doing great, bro. How about you? Doing well, man. You know how it is. Cowboys took the dub, bro. One on one off the season. I had no faith in them, but we took the dub anyways. Uh, a lot of good games that occurred the past week. Um, we got to start off right away on Sunday night, though, man. Sunday night football in M&T Bank Stadium. We got the Ravens coming in. And... Um, Shocking. Shocking the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs, man. Listen, um, coming into this game, when I saw that pick six, the very first play, I thought the game was over. But I was like, there's no way um, Lamar Jackson can bounce back and the rest of the Ravens team can bounce back after throwing. Uh, I think it was a pick six on the very first play. And then the next possession, I think it was another interception. Um, but, yeah, the Ravens, they showed me something that um, I didn't think they, they had in them. I actually have right have – have Kyle right here, man. You know, the biggest Ravens fan out here. Kyle, give him a little breakdown of what happened on Sunday night. I mean, you know, I really got to give props to, you know, my man's Greg Rowe, man. I, I always, I always, <laughs> I'm I'm very critical of Greg Rowe, man. I, his play calling, as soon as that Lamar threw that interception, I knew, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to make Lamar throw it all the time. But, you know, I was relieved that he stuck to the run game. He stuck to what the Ravens are good at, man, running the ball. You know, you know the, the Chiefs even did not have any answers for anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, over 500 yards, uh, of offensive against Chiefs, man. Like, I'm just glad that he sucked in running. Um, Marquise Brown, you know, had 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 a good game too. Uh, but you know, Greg Roman, I uh, was very impressed by his play calling. Even like the defensive play calling, we didn't we didn't blitz Mahomes as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that was what killed us the last time. Because you know, uh, we you know the Ravens teams were always blitzing. We're always huge blitz defense, but uh, obviously we did not blitz at all. Um, I think. I didn't think that. Uh, no, I didn't the think. the four times y'all blitz, he was four four for seventy eight yards and a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. So like, uh, they finally realized after like what three losses against Chiefs that not don't blitz my home man. He's he's gonna make you pay, man. Like, uh, but I gotta say, I'm all I gotta say just you know, Graham played great. Lamar, I, 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 other than those two picks, uh, he Lamar had a great game. He put the team was back. Um, and you know, the Ravens, you know, hey, they really, Ravens really impressed me, man. I gotta you, say, you don't even gotta lie, man. You know, you guys got lucky too, bro. Chiefs would have won that game if Clyde did. Oh, yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. No, no, uh, Owell, man. Oway, I think. Oh, Dafe Owe, Owe, man. No, playmaker, man. Playmaker, man. Yes, it wasn't, sir. Man. See, uh, <clears throat> we we traded Orlando Brown to Chiefs just to get the key to being the Chiefs, man. Wow. Orlando Brown was the reason why we got uh, Owell, man. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. EDC, man, he's a god. So I want to ask you right now, man, as a Ravens fan, after this win against the Chiefs, however fluke it may be, um, not a fluke. Do you guys put yourself back in that Super Bowl contention? Because last week, I know you were really down on yourself after the Raiders game. But after being the Chiefs, man, how confident are you in this team to making the Super Bowl run? Man, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, next week should be an easy win against the Lions. Um, I, I, after this win, it boosts my comments a lot more because I feel like. Uh, Greg Roman's play calling is a lot better. Uh, we're sick than you know what we truly are. I feel like I, I know in the beginning. I think I well, I said we're going like what twelve five in the beginning. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm gonna say uh, I'll, I'll say ten seven and seven seed man. Oh wow, seven seed after that. After all that, I I, I gotta say man. At least he knows. All right, that's, thanks for Kyle for being on the show, man. That's all he wanted me to say. Who who's on next? Who's on next? Yeah, yeah, I'm a yeah. I think I think the code's been cracked on uh your boy Mahomes. The code's I mean, been cracked. The code's, the code's been, cracked, been cracked. Okay. Uh, okay. you just can't blitz him. Play play cover two. Play cover three. Du- double team Tyreek. Let let them get whatever they want underneath. A lot of their both of their touchdowns were just bad tackling. Um, I don't know how Pringle and Kelsey got that loose. Um, there's no excuse for that, but. Um, I think I, I mean, the Bucks did this last year too. All you need to do is play cover two, uh, put two safeties deep, and um, you just got to pray that your guys can hold up in coverage. 
Your um, front four has to be. You got missing. You're missing the point. The front four has to get pressure. Some type of pressure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously, and the Ravens have a decent enough front four to, but at least bother Mahomes a little bit. Like that pick he threw, mm-hmm. um, they did get some pressure on it. I mean, that was a. That was a pretty bad interception that no one's talking about. Uh, when Rodgers did the same thing last week, you guys were just – you guys were tearing him down. You guys oh, were – So did – we got we got a fire alarm going off at uh, Vincent's house. Yeah, something's, something's going on. I'll be right back, man. Keep talking, though. Keep talking. Because you already know, man. Vincent be burning it down. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great game by the Ravens. Amazing game by Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I, I mean, yeah, it was a great game. I was very upset to see Mahomes lose. I feel like even if you play cover two on him, if he has the time to your the Chiefs offensive line is good enough now, that it's going to be a lot harder for the Bucs to get that kind of pressure they got in the Super Bowl. You play cover two, he has a time. He going to find Kelsey underneath, and they're going to make you pay. There is the reason they lost this game is Clyde Edwards when they happened to fumble. That was the only reason why. Cause they, they were driving when Mahomes throwing the ball, they were driving down their throat. Yeah. I thought if they kept throwing the ball, they would have won the game. But as we saw, they ran and he fumbled and they lost it. But when I saw them offensive great, this gonna be a very difficult, very well near impossible offensive stuff. The problem on this team is his defense. Uh, yeah, the yeah. defense, the defense, like the Browns ran all over them. The uh, Ravens ran all over them. Yeah, they're the two best run defense or run offenses in the league. But I think that's cause for concern because if teams know that they can push you around and run all over you, that's what they're going to do, especially if it's a close game. The Ravens, they stuck to it surprisingly, even though they were down 11 most of the game. Um I need to say this about Lamar Jackson. I was a little bit of the prisoner of the moment regarding Josh Allen last year. I thought I put him above uh, Lamar Jackson, but I think um, Lamar is clearly the second best quarterback in the AFC uh, behind Mahomes. Um, what he's shown over the past year, a lot of people are saying, oh, he can't come back from behind. He did that. He can't win a playoff game. He did that. He just continues to improve. He's a young dude. Um, I feel like he gets disrespected. Um, every time I, I feel like he's improved his uh, inside the pocket throwing ability. I, he's improved a lot as a thrower, I think. And um, people still try to call him a running back. People still try to say he's not that accurate. But it's all about consistent consistency with him throwing the ball. And if he can just remain consistent and um, play within himself, and he obviously can run like no quarterback ever has run. I think Vic had better straight line speed, but. Lamar's just ability to not get hit and evade tacklers, I, I think that's second to none. So uh, I think he's a special talent in this league, and I think he will push for the MVP again this year. No, let me go back. You know, Lamar is great and everything, but uh, I want to go back and say something about the fact that you said that Patrick Mahomes, the code is correct on Patrick Mahomes. Like, well, hold up. The man's was 24-31, yeah, 343 yards and three touchdowns. And you told me, and you told me that, that code is cracked, bro. Yeah. The bro, Chiefs have met their talking, kryptonite. Bro. Oh, my God. Here we go again. This was a one-point win. Remember all the time. But, you know, it's funny because, like, last week against the Saints, bro, I wasn't – nobody was saying the code is cracked on Aaron Rodgers, bro. Patrick Mahomes had a, had a great game. <laughs> the, the team lost ultimately because the defense could not hold their ground. And Clyde Edwards had their fumble the fall. Fumble the ball, and yeah, um, no that was ball. that's literally the game right there. So, you know, you can say the the code is cracked on Mahomes. Just wait until he's in another Super Bowl again this year, bro. We'll see. We'll see. I think Lamar and Josh Allen have something to say about that. You don't believe that. Oh man! All right, let's move on. Um, go back to Thursday night. We got uh, the Giants and the Washington football team. Trey was actually at this game. Very, very. Um, how do I say? How do I say? Very unexpected. Fortunate. Game, very fortunate. Very unexpected game. Uh, unpredictable. I mean, I didn't predict Daniel Jones to go out there and play the best game of his life. Like literally, that was one of the best games I've ever seen Daniel Jones mm-hmm. play in his career. Uh, no turnovers at all. He could have had another. He could have had two touchdowns if uh, Darius Slayton had hands. And um, they like listen. Daniel Jones without Daniel Jones, they would have got blown out that game. The run game was not there. 
Mm-hmm. Saquon had one big run after that. I think it was 12 carries, 16 yards. Um, it, I mean, the Giants are, are a dumpster fire. I, I got to get it out of the way. Um, they, can, they can't ever put all the pieces together at the same time, I feel like. If Daniel Jones plays well one week, the rest of the team just doesn't show up. Or if the rest of the team shows up, Danny Dimes doesn't show up. Um, and it came down to an offsides call, which cost them the game because Dustin Hopkins missed that field goal. And um, the Giants were offside. They jumped offsides, and they lost the game. Taylor Heineke gets his first win after a crucial, crucial interception that I thought cost them. Um, but, of course, you have Jason Garrett on the other side of the, uh, calling the plays calling the most conservative plays, bro. Like, you you already knew exactly what was going to happen. Um, I think it was just outside the two-minute warning. They, they could have called the read option all night. Exactly. That was, call, that was killing the Washington team um, for the entire game, pretty much, and they just didn't. For some reason, they decided to run with Saquon, who's been struggling for most of the night. And uh, at the end of the day, that's, that's what cost them. The Giants, I don't think – I don't even know if they're going to win four or five games this year, but they look awful. And um, – I don't think you're ever going to see another game where Danny Dimes has this type of performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, being at that game, like every time you could just see every time Danny Dimes was on that read option, he was getting five, six yards guaranteed. He almost had a touchdown on the read option, which was called, called back by another mistake by the Giants. They had, they were just making mistakes the whole game. Penalties, uh, conservative play calling, um, drops. Uh, they were making a lot of mistakes. They just look like a dysfunctional team and a dysfunctional franchise. Um, I don't think they're really responding to Joe Judge. They're, they had a lot of drama over the offseason. So it looks like another failed season for the Giants. Yet again, starting off 0-2 for I think like the fifth straight year or something. They've been doing that since 2016. So it's just going to be a, another rough season for the Giants. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm not that impressed in the win. Uh, our defense is not looking that great. Um, I, I like. I, I did not expect Danny Dimes to have his best game of his career because his team really sold him. Um, that slate and drop just a backbreaker for them because that would have that pretty much would have sealed the game. There are six minutes left. They would have gone up by ten, I believe, and. They had a lot of penalties on that last drive. Obviously, the big penalty to give us another chance. Uh, I knew Hopkins was going to miss. I had a feeling he was going to miss, <laughs> and he did. Uh, luckily, he got a second chance. Um, they also had another p- penalty earlier that drive um, that kind of that stopped the clock and um, gave us a first down. So it was just overall a sloppy game for the Giants. Um, but a dub is a dub. Um, hopefully our defense can figure it out because there are there have been a lot of guys just wide open. We've been struggling to get off on third down. A lot of penalties on the defense. Um, there was a questionable roughing the passer earlier in the game on Chase Young, but besides that, there are just bonehead penalties. A lot of pass interference, holding, illegal contact. Um, but hopefully we can shore that up and our defense can get back to playing how it was last year because. Um, the secondary is looking a little leaky right now, and uh, that is concerning, especially considering that we're going up against the Bills this upcoming week. The Giants are terrible. They have the pieces, but like Mensa said, it's not coming together as one at the right time. They have a good defense. I thought the defense was what, nice last year. They took a big step forward. Mm-mm. Couldn't talk to anybody. Uh, Daniel Jones, I never believed in him, so I still don't think he's the answer. But he did respond this week with this good game. Chase Young showed me that he got to be like that with the fact that he kept up with Saquon. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't understand. He's a That's a big dude. It's a freak of nature. But, yeah, that game was lost on mistakes. Uh, you can't have an offside the last second. Like, you got this. That's the most important play. The play that was going to determine whether you wouldn't lose that game, and knowing the kicker with Dustin Hopkins, you should have known that, okay, the chance might make this, let me not mess anything up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mistakes cost him this game. Daniel Jones responded to the hate, but I still think he can be trashed next week. Then he looked for a new quarterback. But he wasn't even, he wasn't even that good throwing the ball. Hey, I have a hot I mean, yeah, Compared to his, like, normal yeah, self. Yeah, compared to normal self. It was because uh-huh. St. Juice was getting cooked. I have a hot take for next week, That's man. It. I, I didn't watch the football team's going to beat Buffalo. I mean, that's I, that's my hot take. I, I, I honestly, I honestly believe that. I don't know, man. Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't. Buffalo doesn't look. 
doesn't look amazing. Really. I ain't gonna lie. And I know they beat up on a, I know they beat up on a weak Dolphins team, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. They still don't look all that impressive to me. Not yet. They haven't come to full form. I, I, I think we struggle with mobile quarterbacks, and hopefully they don't use the read option like the Giants were killing us with in the first half. But yeah, shout out Heineke though. Man's was dropping dimes that. Uh, that touchdown to Ricky Seals Jones, oh my God! Like he threw it in the perfect spot, uh, made a lot of great plays. They they really trusted him. I think he threw it like thirty eight times. Uh, what have I been saying, bro? That man's the future of the team, bro. I don't know, man. He's a little small for me. He's too small and doesn't have that strong of an arm. He be he he floats some balls like they they no they always play. they always go super yeah. high. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, I don't know the height, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on. He really really wanted he really wanted to. Uh, moving on to the one o'clock games on uh, Sunday. First game I want to talk about is the the Las Vegas Raiders coming to Pittsburgh, and um, I mean Derek Carr, man. That's all I gotta say. Derek Carr balled out. They win the game, twenty six seventeen. Um, I still don't know whether to to give the Raiders credit for winning this game or to give the Steelers. You know, the offense is just terrible, bro. I feel like anybody can strap this this Steelers defense right, or the Steelers offense right now. They look awful, bro. No creativity whatsoever. I think it's time for Big Ben to hang it up, give Dwayne Haskins a chance, bro, because I think Haskins can uh, can throw can throw some balls right now that, that Big Ben just can't throw. Um, I think I think I bet Derek Carr played the way Derek Carr played um, out there. I feel like right now he should be in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the first for the first two weeks, I mean, 28 37, 382, two touchdowns. He looks good, he looks good, and I think finally Henry Ruggs is finally starting to, to get his form. Um, mm-hmm. he's a deep threat, as we saw on that beautiful throw by Derek Carr, I think, to ice the game. And, um, yeah, I, I think the Raiders are better than I thought. My only concern is that, um, John Gruden is still a coach, so he could always mess it up. The Raiders are off to a great start, though. Um, and in terms of the Steelers, yo, listen, bro. This team is looks like the most 500 team ever. And TJ Watt also got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's going to it's gonna be bad. It's going to be rough if that defense can't carry every week. Like, this game of the Steelers fans, I've tried to, I've tried to you know, keep my, opt- my optimism up. You know, optimism is not even a word. Uh, optimistic thinking about, you know, Big Ben can return back to his form. I kept telling myself, but deep down I knew he's not the answer anymore. His arm is too weak. He's the reason why our offense isn't at a standstill. We can't throw the ball deep, which already lets you know, okay, he's going Najee Harris. By the way, Najee Harris is going to be a beast as long as we get the right piece around him. But yeah, they're just, you know, playing low, stacking the box. Big Bang can't go deep. He, we need to unlock that third level of the offense. We're too predictable. Defense is what wins us games. I guess the Bills that won us the game. Big Ben, who are you throwing up to, bro? It's time to retire. Give, give the keys to Dwayne Harris, please. Think <laughs> I, I don't think I ever thought I'd hear myself say this after last year, bro, but I'm saying it now. Please start Dwayne Haskins. Big Ben, we love what you did. But yeah, this is, but no disrespect to uh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, I've been saying he was a great quarterback. He was just happened to be on the Raiders. Unfortunately, but like you said, he's looking great this year. Probably showing everybody what he can really do. Uh, that team is still a very awkward team. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do what they do every year and you know start the season off hot and then lose this fuzzle uh, fizzle out. But yeah, Derek Carr's great. Henry Ruggs, if he can get that uh, release off better, get a little bit stronger too. I think he'd be a threat in this league. Tyree Tyree Hill like. Um, I don't know how I feel about that secondary though for the Raiders. Yeah, uh, they, yeah, the corners are not it. Like Juju was, Juju was doing what he wanted to do. They just, they just needed a better yeah. man to throw them the ball. Facts. Um, but, moving on. Unless you want to keep, 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 keep going, Danny. The season's looking going to be like a long one, bro. Mm-hmm. I I can see you guys going five hundred, bro. You guys look like a five hundred football team. Mm-hmm. I can see. Yeah. I, can uh, see it. I see it. <laughs> moving on, moving on. We got to talk about. The Saints, the most bipolar team in the NFL, man. The same thing happened last year. Remember last year, I think they came out, they beat the Buccaneers in week one, and then they lose to the, the Raiders in week two. Same things happened this year, bro. I don't know what to do with the Saints team. From last week, James throwing five touchdowns to, to 
we literally got Tampa Bay Jameis back again. Um, he mm-hmm. came out to play, man. He was just throwing, sh- throwing it up. Another game where he, he had less than 150 yards. He had two picks that game. Um, and I'm going to say this right now, man. Alvin Kamara, bro, like, you ran him the ball. You ran him eight times, bro. He had 12 touches. If you want to win a game, you got to give him the ball way more. Uh, it's, dude, I, I don't know what to say about the Saints team. Uh, they're always so bipolar. I want to see them in the groove. Uh, and then for, as for the Panthers, Matt Rule, he's low-key a good coach, man. And Sam Darnold is the right fit for this team. They look good right now. Sam Darnold, uh, I feel like the Jets did him dirty in the past however many years he was there, ever since he got drafted. But I think he finally has the right pieces around him. He got CMC back there. You got DJ Moore. Uh, you got Robbie Anderson, his, his former teammate. And then um, the, same, the Panthers defense is not half bad at all. So and the NFC, uh, NFC South is going to shake up real nice. Um, I think there's going to be three teams – I can throw Carolina into the mix with New Orleans and Tampa Bay for the division. Uh, I think Tampa's going to win it, but Carolina, I mean, they, they don't look too far off. Yeah. <clears throat> there, there's so much improved on defense. They actually have a pass rush now. James had no time to throw. A lot of his picks and, like, he had – I think he had a fumble as well. Um, Kane when he was under pressure. Um, and they have a real defense now. And, obviously, Sam Darnold was, is a perfect fit for that offense. They got weapons for days. Uh, they also got that Terrace Marshall dude um, who's who's flashed as well. And DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, they're scary deep threats. They're, they're really good. Um, I think they're one of the most under underrated uh, receiving cores in the league. Um, and I think they're going to look to go 3-0 and this Thursday uh, going against Davis Mills and the, the Texans. I think they're going to be 3-0 and for sure. And um, they're looking like – they can be a wild card team in the NFC, which is not that strong. I think AFC is the better conference right now. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, this game showed me that Sam Darnold of the past is a product of being on the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, the difference I'm saying between those two, Sam Darnold is exponential. And you can see it with Zach Wilson, too. Yeah. But actually, I don't know. I want to, I might. We can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that Panther defense being led by Brian Burns, who's a special talent in this league, they're going to be nice. They have a journey to in the secondary. They have young pieces on that team. They keep building on this team has a bright future. Um, after the Saints, Winston, you know, I've been a big Winston fan my whole, my whole life. Uh, but this I, week one, I was happy about that. Five touchdown game. This week he went the bet. And I want I wanna say that the fact that he's done under one fifty yards for a second straight game, the wins that we knew the gunslinger. So that's I on the coaching. He has Kamara on the back to get him the ball more than yeah. I don't know why they I don't know why they gave up on the run so early, bro. Yeah, they, I you, but I I did hear that eight of their coaches weren't there due to COVID. But yeah, they, yeah. That might have been it, too. And it was eight offensive coaches, too. Yeah, they were so all that, on offense. That could explain a lot of it. Um, but, yeah, I expect to see more from the Saints. After seeing what they did to the Packers last week, I, you know, I expect a lot more from this team. Uh, Shows you how bad Aaron Rodgers' defense is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see how Aaron Rodgers played last week, too. Um, but, yeah, moving on. Uh, I got to talk about the team that we were just talking about earlier, the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. Yo, listen, Bill Belichick's 22-6 and six against rookie quarterbacks. Um, and Zach Wilson, he literally looked like he saw ghosts. Remember that Sam Darnold game mm-hmm. he had as a rookie against Belichick? Same exact thing. This man, I don't know, I don't know what Zach Wilson was seeing, bro. He literally was just throwing it up for grabs half the time. Uh, Mac Jones didn't, like, outplay him that crazy. I mean, he just didn't throw interceptions. He has 22 mm-hmm. of 30, 186 yards. Nothing too spectacular. But the Patriots just didn't turn the ball over, and that's the story of the game. The Jets, um, yeah, they're a dumpster fire. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, I think the, the issues start from the very, very top, from the ownership. Because, um, I mean, Robert Salah is a good coach, I believe. I think Zach Wilson has some talent, but th- this organization just needs to, like, blow themselves up. and they just Or they need to do something, bro. They have a lot of injuries, too. They do have a, lot, have of a lot of injuries. Um, but, yeah, th- this Jets team, uh, it's looking a little rough again. Another, I don't know how many years in a row, but it's looking rough again. Yeah. I mean, Bill Belichick, like, it's death taxes and Bill Belichick beating rookie QBs. Um, like, it, it's just a guarantee. Like, 
four picks. He had, at one point he was two of five with three picks, so he had more completions to the other team than yes. he had to his own team. Um, Robert Sala uh, in his press conference after the game was like, "Sometimes we just need to learn how to be boring. Like we can't try to be too flashy, too swaggy." And I think that was a clear shot at Zach Wilson. Um, because he does try to do too much. He does try mm. to do his own thing on the field. And he's just got to learn to play within the system. Granted, they don't have much around him. No Denzel Mims. No Jamison Crowder. But um, you can't just be throwing stuff up. Um, especially against a great sound defense like the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, obviously. It, it just feels like uh, it's like the 2002 Patriots. Is <laughs> like de- Depending on the running game. Um, lots of short passes. Like he had thirty something attempts for one hundred eighty something yards. So, I mean, it's it's a short pass offense. He's he's not going to try to do too much. He's not going to push it down the field. Um, but they're going to be solid, and that's just the Patriots we've known ever since like we've been born. So yeah, I mean, it's just that it's just inevitable. That's what's just what's going to happen when Bill Belichick plays these rookie and young QBs. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I was saying before in the last. Uh, the last game, Zach Wilson, I believe it's just he has arm talent, but he's just not going to be good. I don't think he's capable of reading the defense. Some of the, I watched some of the highlights of the picks he threw. Like it's like an issue of accuracy and reading coverage. So that just tells me he's going to be a bust. I don't think I think Robert Seller has changed the culture of the Jets. I think now it's just about getting the right pieces, and that that they're at that phase where they have no players. Get the build up, rebuild. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the management is fine right now. We're a coaching staff, so that can be consistent. You know, build a consistent, consistent system in New York. After yeah. he's not the answer for them. I don't think so at all. Uh, Bill Belichick, I hate the Patriots, but wow, I saw last year was two years ago with Sam Donald, four picks. He was seeing ghosts. The guy be ghost in the England, Brad Cuts. Whenever he's that only target rookie QBs, so I mean, props to them. They're still not very good on offense. I don't think. I I don't think Matt Jones going to do anything special this season. He'll you know have he'll be very efficient for them. That's all I'll say. Hey, I'm about to say, man. Well, since Justin Fields hasn't played yet, but he played half a game. All I'm about to say is my uh, rookie of the year, my out of the best out of the quarterback so far. Yeah, I think Mac Jones is the best looking one. Of course, the other the other quarterbacks are not in the best situations, mm-hmm. but I think Mac Jones knows what he is, and he's going to game manage his way to a, a decent amount of victories this year. Um, yeah, he looks mature. He just knows he just knows like how to win games. I mean, now, he came from would, Alabama. Now, that would know come out of college. He always was NFL ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on, let's talk in about the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think it's safe to say now, for me personally, Carson Wentz is not the answer for any team. This guy is crazy, bro. He doesn't – dude, I was watching the game on Red Zone. Oh, God. Just yeah. take the sack. Just take the sack or throw the ball away, bro. Like, you don't need to force it into triple coverage or do, a, like, a little shovel pass. It's some, it just doesn't work sometimes, man. Carson Wentz needs to understand that. I mean, he's – at this point in his career, I think it was it year five now, year six. Um, bro, you got to learn that. You got to learn – to just take the sack sometimes, man. You do not need to throw the ball up for grabs. Um, you kind of cost this game for them. I'm not going to lie. Carson Wentz, uh, his mistakes were just – I mean, I, I know he got hurt. Jacob Eason came in the game for a little it bit. It was his fault he got hurt too. He he just doesn't understand. Like, dude, you don't need to be Superman every single play, bro. You can take the sack, play boring like Robert Tyler said. Man. Um, Frank Reich, this is the last year in Indy if he, if he can't get them any further. Um, Carson Wentz, I, I think they thought it was going to be a savior. He's obviously not. Uh, Colts are starting off 0-2. And, and I, I mean, the road, the road doesn't get that much easier. They got Titans next week. Yeah. And then they got the Dolphins. Who, who knows what the Dolphins are going to be like. But they got the Ravens. It's just going to be – it's going to be a rough season. Um, Colts need to step it up right now. And as for the Rams, Matthew Stafford looks good. He found his new crush, Cooper Cup, bro. This guy is uh, – Yo, listen, all Robert Woods fancy owners, I'm sorry, man. He's not going to be the same as last year. Cooper Cup is the answer this year, man. Um, Stafford has developed a little relationship with Cooper Cup, and um, it's looking a little scary. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on Wentz. I don't think he can be a franchise QB if he keeps playing the way he plays. His play style is just way too reckless. 
puts himself and the team in danger way too much. Like, throw the ball away for once, please. Like, he, he did it. Like, remember that game last year against the Cowboys? He was literally selling the game when you guys had Ben DiNucci. He rolled yeah. out all the yeah. way to the sideline and still chucked it, and Trevon Diggs picked it off. And, like, on that shovel pass, the dude was right there, and he still tries to fit it in there, um, right in the red zone, too. So he really sold this game away for the Colts. I think they were desperate, and they needed that game, and um, he put himself and the team in harm's way. Uh, when he got hurt, both, sprained both ankles, he was just trying to do mu- too much yet again. There was nothing there on the play, and he kind of got rolled up on by Aaron Donald. Um, he could have thrown it away way earlier. Um he has plays where you're just like, wow, like this dude is different. And then other plays are just frustrate you completely. Um, he had an amazing throw to uh, Michael Pittman early in the game. And then later that drive, he throws that pick on the shovel pass. Yes, the offensive line hasn't been playing that well, but he's also contributing to that by just running around and not throwing the ball away when he should. Um, and yeah, as for the Rams, um, they had a horrible special teams play. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. The personal protector or whatever that position is called, um, he didn't slide over enough, and it caused them – It hit, the ball literally hit him when it got snapped. And, um, yeah, they, that, they gave up a touchdown right there. Um, but the offense looks really, really good. Um, Shoney Michelle really iced that game. Um, he had a couple of nice runs at the end. Um, so I don't think the Daryl Henderson injury is going to matter that much. Um, it's pretty clear that Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford have a pretty good relationship and they're going to have a lot of success. I'm excited for the Rams and Bucks this Sunday. This is one of the games I didn't get to catch, but I will say this. Matthew Stafford is a perfect fit mm-hmm. Los Angeles. What I, from what I saw from week one to what I'm hearing about from week two, it looks like this is the might have been the best of the offseason for the Rams. They still have Jalen Ramsey on defense. Aaron Donald, this is a very complete team that I think they're going to challenge the Bucks for Super Bowl title this year. Or not title, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes, but anyways. Uh, the Super Bowl birth on next season. As for the Colts, I think a lot of Carson Wentz's struggles are psychological, low key. I think after the injury, kind of scared, take sacks. Must make big play now. He's a hero to show, show what he can still do. And all that come together to make a guy who is a bonehead. <laughs> Put it yeah. So, yeah. Uh, the, like you said, the O-line not playing well. But still, that's this is enough time you know, to have decent play, but you can't be throwing game away. So, the Colts started the 0-2. I've seen many ball win double-digit games. But with the way he went to play, uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we got to talk about Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Kenny, I don't know about you, man, but Tom Brady is goaded, bro. That performance, I saw him throwing some dunks, mm. bro. Mm. 24 of 36, 276, five touchdowns. He looked good, bro. At 44 years old, man, uh, I don't think it gets much better than that. This mm. man finally has – I think we're finally starting to see it all come together – because last year, we all know that I think the Buccaneers didn't have that offseason. I mean, it was COVID. Um, there was no preseason. So Brady never got the reps with his um, receivers. This year, it looks like they got their full um, pre- full preseason. Gronk looks great. He looks like Pete Gronk form. Um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin catching passes. The Buccaneers look scary. Um, Tom Brady is poised for an MVP run. I don't know if he'll get it. Um, and as for the Falcons, on the other hand, yeah, it's going to be a rough season. It's going to be another rough season. Uh, Matt Ryan's time in Atlanta may be over eventually. He played a good game. A lot of passes got batted up. I mean, I think all three of the interceptions were off uh, tipped or bat, batted um, batted passes. And they're, two of them were pick sixes, and that pretty much sealed the game. But uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, – versus the Los Angeles Rams next week is going to be a potential NFC championship preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, looking at how Matt Ryan's been playing the first few games, just doesn't look like he has the arm that he used to um, maybe go, or maybe drafting Justin Fields. Like I, there were a lot of rumors cause he's a Georgia kid 
that might have been the right decision. And I mean, considering how bad their offensive line is, you guys, they need a mobile quarterback and Matt, Matt Ryan is just a statue there. Um, it, yeah, it looks like um, Atlanta's going to have to have like a full rebuild. Um, this might be Matt Ryan's last year there. Um, certainly seems like it. Um, but as for the Bucks, I mean, come on, Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. Uh, he just keeps getting better. Um, I don't think I've ever seen him be this dynamic and this efficient. Um, five touchdowns, like the only mistake was that fumble that he had. Um, but besides that, like, dude is literally dropping dimes. Uh, it doesn't look like he's lost any touch, any arm strength. Um, and that offense is just so stacked. Every week, it's another dude popping off. Like, last week, Mike Evans didn't have the greatest game. Um, this time, he's caught two touchdowns. AB took a little step back. Gronk, always open, like the red zone king. Um, two touchdowns and Godwin. I mean, all those balls were like perfectly placed, especially the Godwin one. Yeah, that Godwin um, was crazy. Yeah, man. like he's just too good, man. I don't think there's any stopping this offense. Um, they don't really care about the run game, and um, I don't think it matters because they just have so many weapons. Uh, they don't even run the ball inside the red zone, inside the tent. They do not care about running the ball. Um, I mean, I guess that's just Bruce Aaron's mentality, risk it, no biscuit. So, yeah, I, I mean, the Bucs, um, they're going to be really good this year. Um, obviously, my Super Bowl pick. Um, and, yeah, the only weakness I can really see is that secondary. Uh, they did struggle a little bit um, towards the beginning of the first half and or towards the end of the first half, beginning of the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the pass rush gets better, um, I think they'll be fine. Kenny, before you say anything, I want to let you know Tom Brady's 44. All right, go ahead. Yeah, he's 44 and doing that. Nine touchdowns. I will not say Brady is the GOAT for reasons known, but I will say he is currently a top two quarterback in the league. Um, that Bucks team was scary, not going to lie. That pass rush, crazy. Pick, destroyed a young Falcons offensive line. Left Matt Ryan with no time to throw any sort of risk. Wow, that team is scary. Uh, Chiefs have to be on their best game. They want to beat them, but yeah, the offense is stacked. I can't lie. Like what he, like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown still has the talent of the top five receiver. Receiver. We haven't even heard of Scotty Miller's name yet. And Scotty Miller. Wow. That's, yeah, they got everything. With a guy like Brady, who is that good? I had to, I had to give him a little bit of respect last week after. He, that uh, late win against the Cowboys. So now I can – I'll say he's one of the best. Mm. I'll say that. But oh, One of the best. All right. Yeah, the Falcons do need a complete rebuild. Um, Kyle Pitts is you – yeah, know, 70 mm-hmm. yards. He's going to be good. He, he, he generates nice him, so. He's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Uh, and week one, they just played – splitting him uh, – Hurts played a little bit more week one. But once, you know, Kyle Pitts gets the majority of the snaps, he's going to be a top, honestly, three tight in the league. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, they should um, take in the quarterback of the field. But yeah, go ahead. Moving on, we got the Vikings and the Cardinals in the desert. If you're a Vikings yeah. fan, you gotta be the sickest man alive, bro. Any Viking fan out there, bro. I'm so, I saw I'm so sorry I feel your pain. You guys have the pieces to win a lot of games. You guys are just missing that kicker, man. That consistent kicker that can win that can that can be clutch and take you guys places because uh Kirk Cousins played as, as good as he could have played. Mm-hmm. Um, three touchdowns, 250 yards. Dalvin Cook had a great game, averaged six yards a carry. I mean, I, I was watching the game on red zone here and there, and I saw Dalvin Cook just, like, just slicing through the entire Cardinals defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, K.J. Osborne, sleeper pick. I mean, this guy came out of nowhere. He's cooking. Adam Thielen in the red zone. He's good. Justin Jefferson, you know, how, you know what he is from last year. I just don't know what to what – I mean, the defense – of course, the defense has its struggles. Um, Nick Vigil did get a pick six. Kyler Murray, on the other hand, this dude is, uh, yeah, he's he's giving me Russell Wilson vibes with an even bit like a greener green light than Russell Wilson. Uh, he, you know, he's like he's doing fadeaway passes, bro. I, I don't even know how to explain it, bro. He's doing fadeaway passes. He's dropping them in the bucket. Um, Rondale Moore looked good. Uh, D Hop like didn't even have the best game, and they still won this. It's just. Cliff Kingsbury, 
I feel like he just goes out there and says, Kyler, go play back your backyard football and win me this game because that's what it looked like happened. Um, they should have lost. The Vikings had a great, great drive to, to possibly win the game. And, of course, their kicker, um, who was hitting, I think, for the rest he of the game. He hit a 52-yarder, like, yeah, earlier Greg, that quarter. Greg Joseph hit, 50, hit, hit a 52-yarder, and then he misses that, I think it was like a 30-something, 43-yard field goal to win the game. He mm-hmm. misses it wide right, and that's the story of the game. The Vikings played a great game. If you're, yeah, you got to be, I'll be the sickest man alive if I'm, if I'm a Vikings fan. Yeah, another kicking heartbreaker. I'm sure Viking fans are very used to that. Um, Daryl got, Daryl got hit by two kicking heartbreaks, man. Mm. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray, he's like the most video game ish player I've seen in a long time. Like. He he doesn't care. Like he'll throw it up. Like he had two picks, but like he makes up for it with all his crazy plays. Like that fadeaway throw, and it was like he dropped it in the bread basket. It was perfect, right to Christian Kirk on, a, on a fourth, fourth down, down and five. That was crazy. Like that was ballsy on a zero blitz. So um, you got I got to give him props for that. Um, he is deadly running the ball. He has an amazing arm, and he doesn't like he didn't take any many hits at all, and he was running a lot. Um, this past Sunday, um, Daniel Hunter got him a few times in the backfield, but when he's out and running, he usually gets down. He usually gets out of bounds and he's elusive enough to get away from tacklers, um, and get first downs. Um, at the Vikings, I thought their defense would be a lot better. Um, they didn't have Anthony Barr, I think. Um, but I mean, I don't think that's going to solve all the problems they have on their defense. Uh, Mike Zimmer's a defensive coach, so mm. I think that needs to be figured out, or else he—I think he's got to go if they can, because that's his specialty. Like he's supposed to be a defensive coach, and he's got two porous years on defense in a row. Um, mm. I think it's time for a change. Um, Kirk Cousins played a great game um, on the first play of the game. KJ Osborne touchdown, um, but I mean there's nothing you can do about a bad kick. Like he did as much as he could. Um, just, that's just how it goes with Vikings fans. They, they've, they've been used to all these kicking heartbreaks and um, hopefully um, Greg Joseph can figure it out. Remember week uh, first podcast of this season when I called K1 for a MVP this year, it wasn't Mahomes. Well, yeah, we're saying in uh this dude is electric. He can do anything he wants. He can run it no matter. He can juke anybody. You're not going to sack him. It's too hard. And he can make throws that are unbelievable. We saw last year with the Hail Murray. We saw, we saw this year in week one. We saw it with Christian Kirk. This dude has all the tools to be an NFL great and an all-timer. One of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now. Uh, Cardinals, if they keep playing offense like this, they're going to for some of their defensive mistakes because they're not the best defensive team, honestly. Mm-hmm. But if they keep playing on this, this is a scary team. This is just showing how tough the NFC West is. Like, all those teams are yeah. capable of anything. Like, yeah. As for the uh, Vikings, Vikings, they're planked out. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins, Dewey, uh, that offense is stacked. If that offense has. You know, competent defense. Mm-hmm. They they be up there in the contender the contender conversations too. And honestly, I don't know why they're so bad because they, they honestly have Daniel Hunter. They're all healthy this year, right? Mm-hmm. They're all healthy this year. You know, that was their excuse for last year, but this year, two games where wow, let's see if it's not what it used to be. Mike Zimmer, I, I saw reports of you being on the hot seat. You gotta get it together, get the defense mm-hmm. together because you can't be wasting instead of instead of prime years in Minnesota. Jetta, Dalvin Cook, um, Kirk Cousins, that trio is you know, honestly good enough to win Super Bowl. It's just get the right defense around them. So, yeah. yeah, there's no excuse for them losing that game. Dalvin Cook was running all over them, and they like they were basically perfect on offense. Um, the defense has got to shore it up because there are a lot of open dudes on uh, for uh, um, the Cardinals as well. So yeah, I mean, even going back to last week, they lost to Joe Burrow who we saw what the Bears did to him. He threw, I think it was three interceptions. Three on three straight plays. Yeah. I mean, this Vikings defense has got to step up. Uh, if Zimmer's the defensive coach that uh, he thinks he is, this team should not be losing games 
to I mean Kyler Murray is fine, but like to the Bengals, it just can't happen. And Zimmer might be this might be his last season as the coach of the Vikings. Uh, moving on, we gotta talk about Kenny's favorite player right at the moment, man. Derrick Henry, bro, the king returned to his throne in Seattle, bro. Like, listen, man. I've never seen a running back carry a team so hard in my life. Besides Adrian Peterson back in the 08, 09 days. This man, Derrick Henry, bro, oh, my goodness. He's literally carrying people on his back. He's like a refrigerator in the open space. You're not going to bring him down. Um, if the front seven can't take him down, the good luck for the secondary. He's going to dominate you. He's going to destroy you, um, especially that Seahawks defense when it started wearing down in the second half. Derrick Henry took advantage. <coughs> and, I mean, he cooked them, bro. You give him the ball. You can give him the ball fifty times in the game, and you'll win. Um, he had thirty-five carries for one hundred eighty-two yards, three touchdowns. Like I said, I've never seen a running back carry a team as hard as this man Derrick Henry can. Um, and as for the for the Seahawks, offensively, I think they played a great game. Russell Wilson uh, was pretty smart with the ball. Didn't throw any interceptions. It's just the defense, bro. I literally this defense has been holding the Steelers or the, the Seahawks back ever since they won that Super Bowl. Um, with the Legion of Boom. When, whenever the Legion of Boom started crumbling, the defense never really recovered from that, and they haven't been that same, you know, uh, playmaking Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor type of defense in I don't know how long. Uh, Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner had a great game. Like, if you saw Bobby Wagner, he had so Mans many. Mans was all over the place. He was, yeah, he was literally everywhere. I think he had, like, 16, 16 tackles and a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, one of the very few remaining pieces of the Legion of Boom. And the rest of the defense, though, right, like, it's just, I don't know. There's just a lot of guys there, and they just can't make the plays they need to make. Um, yeah, that's all I really needed. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, Derek, like, I, it's so rare that you see, like, they were down 16 points to the Titans. It was 14 to 30, I believe. And what, they ran it. They just, yeah, yeah that's, go the, ahead, go that's ahead. the craziest thing. They ran the ball down. Who, what team does that? Yeah, play? they ran the ball to come back down 16. Like, that's crazy. Um, Derrick Henry is just different, bro. Like, he he's running away from defensive backs in the secondary. Like, that 60-yard touchdown run, I thought, okay, maybe, like, someone's definitely going to catch him. But no one got even close. He was untouched. Um, he's just different. Um, yeah, I, I think that really just goes to show you, Ryan Tannehill, he, I just don't think he's he, – I don't think he's – the answer in terms of being a guy who can lead your team. I think he needs a perfect supporting cast around. I think he needs Derrick Henry to be playing well because we saw what happened week one. Uh, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry had a subpar game and Ryan Tannehill couldn't make up for it. Um, so Derrick Henry is going to have to bear the load for most of this season like he has the past few years. Um, and hopefully he can last because we haven't seen running backs do this year after year. So uh, yeah. Hopefully, Derrick Henry can stay healthy. Um, as for the Seahawks, I didn't like their play calling. They got away from the run game, and it was a lot of third and longs towards the end of the game. And Russ was – they were – like, Tennessee was getting to him. I was surprised. Uh, they don't have much of a pass rush, but they were getting to him. There was a weird, like, in-the-grass call that should have been a safety, I thought, but wasn't. Um, so the the Seahawks kind of got lucky that this game even went to overtime. Um but yeah, uh, King Henry, uh, just w- another one of those classic games uh, that we don't see from running backs other than him nowadays. Uh, but yeah, uh, the Titans look like I guess they might be the front runners in this division. The way the rest of this uh, <laughs> NFC AFC South has looked, they might be worse than the AFC East. Honestly, they I think they are. Yeah, they are. They are because they have two like absolute like. Stinkers. Yeah, they like, got two teams. I listen. Like the, I think the Jets, the Texans. Teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, I think those two teams might be the number one and two for the next the, the draft next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that too. Yeah, and the NFCs, at least like the Cowboys, they're respectable. I think people like around the league respect Washington. Uh, the Eagles can go ahead and win any game, like on any given day. Like we saw that. Um, we saw them just absolutely destroy Atlanta in Atlanta. So um, I definitely think AFC South is probably now the worst division. Mm. Can't take it away, man. I know you got a lot to say about Derrick Henry. This man, the way he carries people on his backs, man, he put me on my, I, he put me on his back 
for fantasies with 44 points. That man is a monster. There is no reason that running back should be 6'3", 230 pounds. Yeah. And running and one of the fastest running backs in the league. This dude is a freak of nature. And, you know, this this is his team. The, the tight, I picked the Titans to win this week, and I know what that offense is capable of. Ryan Tannehill, not the answer. He's not good. I don't think so at all. But when you have – he's good enough to get the ball to Julio, who we saw turn up finally after disappointing Sean last week. Add that to A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Any one of those three can go off in a week, given a week. This week we saw both with Henry and Julio. But, yeah, the Titans, they're probably going to win the division the way things are looking. Colts, Texans, and uh, Jaguars all own – oh, not the Texans. Oh, and two and one and one, but the fluke went honestly. <laughs> it was against the Jaguars. Fluke went. Oh man! Um, all right, moving on. We got the America's team in SoFi Stadium wearing their navy <sighs> blue jerseys once again. Uh, they pulled out the win. You know, Dak didn't have the greatest game. He he was very efficient. I can't lie, but he wasn't you know stat padding like everybody says he is. Um, Tony Pollard, man, listen, he's running back one in this team. I don't care what anybody says. Give Zeke the ball as many times as many times as you want, bro. Zeke, I don't trust this man anymore. I don't. This is not the same. Tony Pollard, who has that burst, you can uh, you can throw him the ball. He can run up the middle. He can run on the outside. Zeke, on the other hand, I don't know, man. He's he's a little one dimensional now. Um, as for the Cowboys' defense, this is the, the ultimate definition of Ben, but don't break, man. They let up. I think it was ben and then get bailed out by the refs every single drive that the Chargers had this game, got to the Dallas 35-yard line, every single one. But, you know, thank, thankfully, Trayvon Diggs makes a play. Devontae KZ makes a play. Um, the Cowboys got lucky this game. And as a Cowboys fan, if you're watching that, I was texting uh, Christian. We weren't too positive about this. We got lucky. We got bailed. Um, Justin Herbert played a decently – I mean, decent game. You can look at the stats. He did throw two picks in, like, in Cowboys territory. It was just um, unorthodox. I mean, he was throwing it into the first one. I, Trayvon made a good good read on it. The second one, uh, I think Keenan Allen slipped. And then, um, yeah, the, that Chargers offense, though, they're going to be good. I just think the Chargers are just the Chargers, and they're going to lose tight games mm-hmm. like they did last year. Um, but, I mean, in terms of our offense – I think the Cowboys can finally – they're finally figuring out that they can run the ball once again because, you know, now they figure out we have two running backs. We don't need to just give Zeke the ball the, ball the entire time. Tony Pollard can make plays. He can run for um, – I mean, he ran for 100 yards on 13 carries. He's he's the big burst guy, and then we have Zeke as the workhorse uh, who can get like three or four yards a carry. Um, other than that, though, this game wasn't too – there's nothing to write home about if you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, we got bailed, especially that last touchdown or that last, that last touchdown that didn't get called a touchdown because of an illegal shift. The Chargers had oh. too many penalties, yeah. um, and they lost this game. The Chargers lost this game rather than the Cowboys winning it. The Cowboys just didn't make as many mistakes, and that's pretty much how we won this game. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't anything too crazy. And also, uh, Michael Parsons, he's going to be very, very dirty. Yep. Uh, he can play D-end. He can play linebacker. He is so fast, bro. I've never seen I've, I've never seen Justin Herbert in that much pressure before. Um, but yeah, it, that's what I gotta say about the Cowboys, man. Look at your boy Dan Quinn making some tough decisions. I, I actually really like that. I saw earlier the, that day that they were gonna put him at DN, and um, I actually did some scouting on uh, Micah Parsons and saw how uh, effective he was as a pass rusher, uh, putting bro. his hand in the dirt. But um, this is man who constructed the Legion of Boom, bro. Who constructed the Legion of Boom, man? Please, please answer that. Uh, Pete Carroll. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, Dan, I gotta give props to Dan Quinn for that. That was a great adjustment. Uh, he was everywhere on that field uh, on Sunday. Um, I think he is right now the front runner for defensive rookie of the year. Um, even Sertan's up there, but I think the way. Um, uh, Parsons played this past Sunday, has him in the lead. Um, Dallas Cowboys defense made some plays. They've forced a lot of turnovers so far this season, which has been a surprise. Um, and Justin Herbert can't be making those plays, especially on the opponent's side of the field. All four of his turnovers this year have been 
in opponent's territory. I think three of them have been in the red zone. So he's got to yeah. clean that up. He's looked really good at points. He's thrown some really nice passes. Like, he's very accurate. He has a really nice arm. But he's got to cut down on the mistakes because mm-hmm. um, this was a typical way for the Chargers to lose. Made a lot of mistakes, self-inflicted wounds, like penalties, two touchdowns that got called back. Um, there are some questionable refereeing, especially that one where they called. There were two weird, like, in the grasp, whatever that terminology oh, is. Oh, yeah. No, we got, plays. This, we got bailed. This, we got bailed. Yeah. And they, the refs were just calling that. I, I, I just didn't understand that. I felt like he was, he was still making a throw. So I, I don't know. Like I think that's something they gotta fix. Um, along with the taunting, which has been ridiculous. Um, I hate that rule so much. It's yeah, a burning man. passion. Um, but yeah, I just too many self-inflicted wounds from the Chargers. Um, they were moving the ball pretty well. They just couldn't cash in. Um, not enough touchdowns. Um, and yeah. Like, the Cowboys really got away with one. It really hurt me that you guys won this game because everyone was like, oh, yeah, they're going 0-2. And obviously, all the Cowboys fans were pumping their chest after that win. Like, oh, we weren't supposed to win. We had we didn't have DeMarcus Lawrence, this and that. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, that a win is a win. Um, and Mike McCarthy's lucky because the, <laughs> end, the, the end of the game, play clock, like, what? You're you're a Super Bowl yeah. winning coach, bro. You gotta be better than this. Yeah, he trusted Greg too much. Yeah. He trusted Greg too much, bro. I was yeah. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw Greg march out for 56 yards, I was like, I can't watch this, bro. I cannot watch this. <laughs> but you know, Greg comes through in the clutch somehow. And mm-hmm. some very close games and some very clutch and unclutch kicking this week. Yeah. Honestly, this win was not impressive for the Cowboys to me. But it did show me that they are my favorites in the NFC East simply because, you know, we saw what they did last week in week one. They put up a fight against the Super Bowl champions. Uh, this week, they won against the Chargers, a team who many thought, you know, were on the rise and you know, being able to compete for the AFC West title. And many picked them over to the Cowboys. The Cowboys came out there and won an ugly game. They won an ugly game, and that just showed me that they can win in a variety of ways. They can win mm-hmm. with – Dak throwing 400 yards and three touchdowns. You can win with Zeke and Tony Pollard going off. You can win. And even his defense, honestly, without even without Lawrence, they have pieces that they can build on. Michael Parsons was great at the end. Malik Hooker came back for the first game in over a year, I believe, from injury, and his presence was felt. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is only going to continue to get better. This Cowboys team is an NCE's favorite, and this – yeah, I said it. You got, you got feeling about that? Just because you said that, we're going to lose now, bro. Nah. I mean, they have the most stable QB situation. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I, just need to, I just need to see more from my defense, and then I'll make a decision on who's the favorite. Uh, but right now, the Cowboys are looking good. Um, and they just got – like, I think that was the first game they won in, like, 27 games that they scored under 30 in. Like That's just yeah. – they, they improved the same. I'm gonna say, man, Dan Quinn has changed the culture of this defense, yeah. bro. We we're not the same defense as last year, and for that's for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's better than the Rod Marinelli days. I'll say that, man. It's definitely better than Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan was bro garbage. Um, yeah. But moving on, we got to talk about the most impressive and most disappointing performances of the week. Uh, I'll start off with most impressive. You know, I'm gonna go with my boy Derrick Henry, bro. The King himself. Nothing much to say. He literally carried the team on his back. Um, and I expect more out of this this year. Derrick Henry's gonna have four or five games where he's absolutely just gonna put the team on uh, and and uh on his back and carry them to a victory. So yeah, Derrick Henry's mine. I think I can't give it to anyone but Derrick Henry. What kind of running back up well eighty two yards and fifty five receiving yards? Mm, yeah, nobody crazy. Forty four yeah. fantasy point. Thank you, fantasy God, thank you, Derrick Henry for carrying me. But yeah, that's my form of the week. Um, I'm gonna give mine to Lamar Jackson. Um, that was I, that was the most impressive game I've ever seen from him. Um, two picks early in the game for, in the first quarter. Um, that's pretty much a death sentence, especially against Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. One of them being a pick six. Like you don't expect a team like the Ravens, who has been maligned for their inability to come back, to come back in that game. And Lamar. He puts so much pressure on the defense with his ability to run and his improving ability to pass. 
um, that, uh, especially like that one jump pass that he made, I know Marquise Brown was wide open, but that's still a very impressive play, making an accurate pass while jumping in the air. Um, and he was just he was just killing them with the run. Like he was doing whatever he wanted. And I think that was by far his most impressive win of his career, besides obviously the playoff win. Mm. Uh, I totally forgot, guys. We have one, one more game to talk about. The Monday night game, Packers. Win 35-17, Aaron Rodgers stat padded his way to four touchdowns. Um, they could have three. All I'm going to say is, man, Aaron, Aaron Jones could have had four rushing touchdowns, but they had decided that Aaron Rodgers going to throw three times. So could, Leonard game. Fournette could have as well. That's all I'm going to – yeah, okay, Leonard, buddy. Aaron Jones had the game of his life, and, and of course Aaron Rodgers had to be like, let me throw him three touchdowns um, when I could have just ran it in. It's the Lions, nothing too impressive. Um, they did what they needed to do. Jared Goff. Bro, like, when are you guys going to stop? When, when are you guys going to, like, finally open your eyes and see that all he does when they're down is throw checkdowns to the entire rest of the game, bro? That's all he does, little checkdowns to DeAndre Swift. is ridiculous, man. Uh, this guy sucks. He's so boring to watch. And he still throws – he still he still throws interceptions on checkdowns. It doesn't make any sense, bro. Um, that's why he's in Detroit, though, and that's why they're going to go 0-17. Yeah, I mean uh... – I mean, that was the typical bounce back game for the Packers. I mean, I'm not too impressed. It was against the Lions, you know. Um, their defense, I just don't trust them that much. Uh, Jerry Goff was doing whatever he wanted in the first half. He was moving it up and down. And we've seen the uh, the uh, Lions receiving core. It is nothing to be proud of. Hey, Cephas, um, Cephas look decent, bro. Cephas, looking Cephas is probably their best receiver at this point. Um, and obviously Hawkinson, but other than that, their receiving core has a bunch of <laughs> nameless faces, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Green Bay, like they, they're going to beat on bad teams like this all the time. It's just a matter of how they can perform against better teams, especially more physical teams. And we're going to see what happens next week against a very physical team in the 49ers on Sunday night. Wait, answer. So was Aaron Rodgers that patting the uh, the goal line or no? Uh no. I mean, that's what they, that's what that's just part of the um. So tired of it, bro. Likes, I'm so tired of it. I'm literally so tired. He I, loves I, throwing it at the one yard line. And then we got we got kids who don't even watch the game and they go and look at the stats like, oh, Aaron Rodgers four touchdowns, but hey, it was hey, literally you, all. You, you see that laser to Adams though? You see that laser to Robert Tunyon? Yeah, no, that was a laser. I'll give him that. But the three passes to Aaron Jones at the one yard line? Come on, bro. Come on now. You got to show me something more. We got to get those MVP numbers, man. That's what I'm saying. That's all he cares about, bro. He doesn't care about the team. But yeah, continue. Go ahead, Kenny. This Packers win, I mean, it's, like you guys said, it's lines. Like, I. Mm-hmm. At home. I will unwatch, I believe, the first quarter. I had some work to do last night. But in that first quarter, what I saw was a Packers defense getting shredded. Like, Quez, Kez Cephas? Couldn't see this. Couldn't see this. I didn't know who that was until yesterday. You can't trust the Packers' defense. Trace is exactly right. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is no Mahomes. He will never be Mahomes. Uh, four touchdowns. Like, okay. It's lines. What did you do last week against the Saints, bro? Bro, they're for, I wouldn't throw those touchdowns, man. They're from a one-yard line, bro. I ran, ran it in. So, honestly, the Packers need to prove. I mean, it was, it was a game to boost their confidence. Uh, but they're going to have to prove themselves next week. As for the Lions, I mean, Jared Goff did a little better than last week. Jared Goff, you know, like, it all came together perfectly for him until the end of the game, where in the fourth quarter he just fell apart. So I think it started raining, right? Mm-hmm. That could that contributed, contributed to a lot of it. He has small hands. Man. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think he could work in Detroit, but as a matter of how long it'll take the pieces around him. It's going to be a bum for a while, so. Yep. Uh, all right, moving on to my most disappointing performance of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with the entire Miami Dolphins uh, organization as a whole. That was the worst game I've ever seen Brian Flores ever coach. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like Josh Allen had a, like, miraculous day. It wasn't like Josh Allen was going for 500 yards and five touchdowns. He had less than 200 yards and a pick. Um, Devin Singletary popped off. Imagine letting Devin Singletary gash your defense. Uh, I know two went down early in the game, but I mean, it just looked like they were, had no motivation. The rest of the team had nothing to play for. Uh, Miles Gaskin, all the weapons, the, you know, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker. I feel like they weren't even there half the time. 
And the fact that you couldn't score a single point at home against your division rival, that's it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, the Bills had, like, I think it was – they outgained the, the Dolphins by 100 yards, which isn't, like, an insane amount. Uh, there were just so many turnovers that the Dolphins had. And also, if this Dolphins team, this defense, can't create their own turnovers, they're going to have issues. They're a very opportunistic defense. If they can't get turnovers, they're going to get blown out the water because um, that offense is – I mean, they. I think they have a quarterback issue. And I uh, I don't want to say it yet, but um, I hope Tua can stay healthy because it's not a great look for him, man. Yeah, yeah, because this is a year for him because they yeah. got him a lot of weapons. But, yeah, for me, um, I'm going to go Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, you just can't fumble like that. You're trying to ice the game, and you're supposed to pre- protect the ball in that situation, and he just did not. Um, as a guy who got drafted in the first round last year, they, like at the end of the first round, um, you got to just be better than that. Um, mm-hmm. He just doesn't look too fast. Um, he's small and he's not being used in the receiving game. He's not, I don't know if he's really that much of a receiver anyway. Um, so yeah, I have to go with Clyde Edwards, Clyde Edwards Alaire um, because he basically just fumbled the game away from them. Yeah, for my performance of the week, I'm going with obviously I have to go with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, do you sure that? It's over, man. It's uh, it is. You're completely right. It's over. Um, you're too old. You can't. You're holding this offense back. Like we need the age of the NFL and now quarterbacks who are mobile, who can you know evade pressure. Like Ben, you can hold them up, but you can't make the throw anymore. You can you can keep a sack from happening as long as you want, but you can't make the throw. It's just not going to help. You can't be throwing the ball to random to writers. It was that was a terrible interception by you. It's time to hang it up. Disappointment this week. Lost us again, I really think. So. Dude, I, I honestly don't even think it was a disappointing game. I just think that's what we expect from Big Ben now. Just to, like, just have a very subpar game in terms of standards for an NFL quarterback. I mean, he just looks like – he looks slow, bro. He's just like – I don't know. There's no zip on the ball. Mm-hmm. He's looking like Drew Brees from last doesn't, year. Doesn't like running play action. Very predictable. This, I mean, it's disappointing to me because he played better. Because the Raiders is not a team we should lose to with our mm. roster. I do not think we should lose to them. Mm. And started deflecting blame on the offensive coordinator. This is the guy he wanted, man. He always be <laughs> running these offensive coordinators out of their jobs and oh, then starts man. complaining about the next one. Sounds like Aaron Rodgers. Why don't you get it? Why don't you get in the weight room, Ben? Get in the weight room, bro. Stop doing <laughs> yoga and <laughs> slamming six beers every night. Big Ben is uh he's gonna be a legend, bro, when he retires. But for now, yeah, I think it's time to start Dwayne Haskins in all in all honesty. Yeah, I think he gives you guys a better shot at this point. I mean, I mean, you guys get the Bengals next week. If you guys can't win that game, you seriously consider starting um, Haskins. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. or you guys could go Mason Rudolph. Yeah, please, please, please don't. Please, please. Oh, man, it sucks. You guys have that first-place schedule, too. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this show this week. Um, next week we got an NFC Championship game pre preview. Hopefully, uh, it's a great game, and hopefully the games ne- next week are as good as this week's. Um, but yeah, and I will see you guys soon on Friday. Yes, sir. So peace, City Boy Rock. All right, thank you guys. Peace. <laughs>